0: up everyone and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I'm your host Will McFadden joining me tonight as always is former Falcons fullback Ovi Mahaley. Ovi, man that was a bad game huh?
1: Mm, Bad is uh, being nice. Uh, It it was tough to watch and we've (laughs) already been through some tough to watch games but seeing this team for the second time you thought the Falcons would show up and do good and oh my gosh we gotta watch baker mayfield you know headbutting people with no helmet on and all that happiness and excitement (laughs) on their side when it should be on our side it it, it's tough to watch
0: so the the last time that we talked uh, after sunday night's game you mentioned how players hate thursday night because you know obviously you get a little rest it's a much quicker week you don't have the ability to prepare as much as you usually would I mean, do any of those explain what we saw tonight, or was this something else entirely?
1: I think that was part of it, but what what I said before was that, you know, the teams with the most talent usually have the edge in these games uh, just because both teams are tired, both teams are going to be lagging, both teams can't prepare as much, so it's got to be who can go out there and play. You know we're going to run. We know you're going to run. Can you stop us? You know we're going to pass. We know we're going to pass. Can you stop us? who's more talented at route running, at pass blocking, at rushing the passer, the whole thing. And it turns out that uh, we're still devoid of talent. I won't say devoid, but we're still lacking, you know, consistent elite talent across our positions. And and we know that. Um, Arthur Smith has been making the the best out of what we have. And uh, I think uh, our, our GM has done a great job with finding guys mm-hmm. to be diamonds in the rough. But we just haven't been able to put, Everything together consistently. And it starts at the top. And when you're led by somebody who's as inconsistent as Marcus uh, Mariota, it makes it difficult to consistently win games.
0: Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for hoops betting and all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether we're talking NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. It's that easy. Just make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B L E A V to receive your rewards. Bet online. Where the game starts. Yeah, and, and that's where I think we should start tonight is really the quarterback situation. And, and you and I, I think, like a lot of fans, have. Teeter-tottered back and forth between, all right, did give Marcus Mariota the the opportunity to prove himself here? He has looked good in in spurts. I think that, you know, again, we understand what he brings to the table and how he's able to help his offense function, right, and what he doesn't. Recently, it's been a whole lot of what he doesn't bring to the table, Ovi. So, you know, I kind of feel like for me personally, tonight was a little bit of the last draw, and I'm usually a little bit more conservative when it comes to Let's throw the new guy in there because I, I understand that coaches usually have a reason for not wanting to throw the new guy in there. But at this point, I have to imagine that that what Desmond Ritter brings to the table is has got to at least be different, if not entirely better, but certainly not worse than what we've seen from Marcus Mariota out of the last couple of weeks.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I, I just feel like four and six We're four and six, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure four four and six is our record. We are four and six. Yes. Yeah. All right. I'm not crazy. Um, that's <laughs> a a solid number to where you can say, you know what, we're not losing anything by putting red order in here. And I, I know because our division uh, is just so bad. Well, because our uh, you know NFC South is so bad, we always are in it. But I think that we could potentially be in it more if we had somebody who can confidently throw the ball. I mean, watch some of these throws. If you're watching Marcus Mariota when he drops back, like you're holding your breath because you don't know if he can hit an open man. And he does it occasionally, but high school quarterbacks can consistently hit open men. Mm-hmm. Thread the needle, you know, be able to to have the timing up. And it's just a decision making. Like the the one where he's on the ground rolling on the floor and throwing it still. Like Dude, the one where he's throwing it across his body twice. Yeah. Like what? Like that that's where I, you know, I'm literally I'm done. I'm and finished. That's what did I'm it for me. Yep.
0: That, I'm that's done. exactly and, what did it for me
1: too. I don't want to be that guy because as a veteran player, as somebody who wants to give people a chance to show what they've got. He's been given all the chances. We we've seen what he has. I would be very surprised if he's still the starting quarterback. Because Arthur Smith has to see what we're seeing, and even at, at a more detailed level. The only thing we don't know is how's Ritter performing in practice. Because mm-hmm. sometimes that those are things that uh, you know like Richie Grant, like his first year, the coaches were like, hey, well, in practice, you guys don't know. He It's just not where he needs to be. He's not picking up the playbook. Yeah, yeah, We're all just like, he was great in college. He was great in the preseason. Put him in. But there's more uh, to the story. So uh, unless there's more to the story, I don't see how any good coach could not say, all right, we're, we're not going to start Desmond Ritter the rest of the season, but at least let's give him a game. Let's prepare him give him the uh, the first string reps and see what he can do for our team because right now even as a you know he may not know how big the NFL is and may just have some beginner's luck something we just need to change him. even if it maybe it inspires marcus to actually make good decisions because the things that he did wrong a lot of it wasn't his lack of talent it was just decision making to where he as a veteran should know better so I'm, I'm done.
0: Yeah, I had this thought. He's he's both at the, at the same time doing too much and not doing enough. And you can't win in the NFL like that because you're pressing, but you also don't really have the ability to press and have it work out in your advantage. And I believe after the Cincinnati game, I said that for me, that the Falcons would have to lose three games before they win two more games for me to be ready to see Desmond Ritter play. Well, they beat the Panthers the next week, and now they have lost two in a row. And turns out I was wrong. All it took was for them to lose two games (laughs) (laughs) before uh, before winning two. two. Exactly, because for the exact same reasons, if Marcus Mariota is able to hit Kyle Pitts, a a wide-open Kyle Pitts again, late in that Chargers game, they should have won that game. And tonight... You know, I'm not going to say that it was as egregious as uh, as the Chargers lost because there wasn't necessarily that wide open Kyle Pitts kind of running down the field, but, but he missed several open throws. And again, it was more the throws that he attempted to make than the ones that he missed. Because if you're throwing back over your body as you're rolling out kind of to your right or to your left and you're going to throw back over the middle of the field, Or you're getting tackled and you're rolling on the ground and you're just shot putting the ball into the air up for grabs. Like, what is that? Are you kidding me? So bad. Yeah, there's being bad in a professional quarterback setting and then there's just straight up like you're costing us the game. You're costing us possessions because of really foolish play. And I've been trying to give Marcus Mariota the benefit of the doubt because I do think that he was doing kind of the little things. But now we're also seeing – you know, he's running out of bounds instead of throwing the ball away. He's taking sacks that are moving yes, him out of field goal is, range. It's I, it's compounding. It's really bad, man.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's it's definitely time because we have nothing to lose. We we, we don't. Like ooh, oh no, four and seven maybe happened, you know, regardless. But to right. see what Desmond Britter can do. Um, I I think that's something that we should want to know, especially if we're going to make decisions regarding, uh, free agent quarterback next year, or we can draft the quarterback next year. We should know what Reddick Ritter, Ritter can do before next season comes, and we can't let the offensive line slide either because they were just horrendous. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I won't say horrendous; they were bad. They were bad because. They can do better. They've been better, and I know we have uh, some new guys in there. What was it sixty six left guard? Cody he was getting yeah. getting demolished. He was getting crushed. Yeah. Like guys like that, we I tell the coach, hey, hey, call the same play because he has lost confidence yeah. in his ability to play in the NFL when he sees big, scary, large, fast men, you know, barreling down on him and consistently winning. And coach ain't bringing help. Or, or as a defensive coordinator, you're like, all right, I'm going to isolate him. I'm going to run a stunt to where he's by himself. And he was by himself several times. And he got run over. But even Caleb McGarry at the, at the end of the game, just not pushing back, not getting deep enough, not yeah. blocking. And I, even uh, I think Tyler Algiers one play. He, as a running back, this is where I can say, what are you doing? He lowered his head. Because uh, linebacker was coming fast, or safety was coming fast. The blitzer was. He lowered his head. And looked like he closed his eyes once he made that first initial contact. Defender pushed him to the side. Got Marcus, so Marcus was dealing with some Matt Ryan issues to where like getting sacked all the time, hurt all the time, hit all the time. And that doesn't excuse some of his you know silly mistakes, but yeah, it it was harder on him. The offensive line didn't do what they were supposed to do.
0: Ovi, I want to know how would you handle a player like Derek Brown?
1: Oh, man. Um, big carefully. number
0: 95 right <laughs> in the middle, just eating stuff up all night long.
1: Yeah, I'm, wa- I'm watching uh, uh, right now. I think the same thing you're probably watching. Watching him go go off and just all the highlights of him uh, being a big pain in that offensive of line's uh, neck. we <laughs> will say that. <laughs> uh, <There you> <laughs> but I, really, you got to cut him. And that's all you can do. Like, the guy that big. Yes, you'll create a pile, but at least you can run around that pile. Hey, if you yeah. can't move him, the second best thing, hit him at his thighs, not his knees, because he's athletic enough to worry. He'll get his hands, hit your helmet or hit your, your shoulder pads, push you down and keep going. Mm-hmm. And I, I've learned that. You go too low somebody's somebody's uh, ankles or knees, Yeah, it's the NFL. They're, they're athletic mm-hmm. enough to make they're contact, dancers. push to yeah. the side. and. and Keep moving. So you gotta go hard and fast and hit him in his thigh pads because that's the only way a guy that big and athletic is going down.
0: Let's uh, let's pivot quickly and talk about the defense. Um, Deontay Foreman again, huge game, thirty one carries, one hundred and thirty yards. Uh, PJ Walker, not the three hundred yard game that he had the first time around, but he didn't have to have it in a uh, in a literal hurricane, um, but. <laughs> The defense, it's at, at one point kind of midway or early on in the fourth quarter, they look like they'd given up. And it's not anything that I'd seen from this yeah. Falcons defense this season. You know, like I, they'd been giving effort throughout the entirety of the game. I wonder, like when you see it, uh, linebackers not running to the sideline to kind of help force somebody out of bounds or, or just kind of guys like generally standing around the pile instead of jumping into the pile or, or making those like, what does that say to you as a former player? Is that a sign that guys have given up if it's that late in the game and, and they're just not giving it like that?
1: Uh, I think it's, you know, part of the, the Thursday night syndrome. It was fourth quarter. They were tired from the last game. They, they, they were just yeah on fumes. they were running on fumes. And I think they saw each other uh, ease up a little off the gas a little bit, and you know I can't get them. So I'm not going to run as hard, and it's contagious. Just like you know, a, a winning attitude and excitement, and passion is contagious. That uh, lack of day school attitude and just jogging to the ball or, or quitting on plays is very, very contagious. And I saw some of that with the Falcons' defense, and it it, it, it bothered me because. I know we can be a good defense. We showed some flashes. I think we had a, a, a really great three and out um, in the fourth quarter. I was like, oh, we might win this. We might bring this back, and and then we didn't. Uh, so I, I don't know what's going on, but I think it's it's Ritter time. And as a defense, I, I think that Dean Pease needs to go get back in there and, and light a fire under these guys because they can play much better than what they did.
0: Yeah, and, you know, tonight's podcast is is much quicker than usual. One, because it's currently 11.30 p.m. as we're recording this. Two, because uh, this was a 15 to 25 uh, loss. And really, honestly, you know, I'm not often at a loss for words, but this was was so bad. So briefly, Ovi, before we get out of here, I just want to run down the next three games for Atlanta. It's going to be at home against the Chicago Bears. Definitely winnable. Although Justin Fields has been playing much better of late. Uh, then you're on the road at Washington, again, winnable. Uh, and then you're back at home against Pittsburgh, it's totally winnable. But this game tonight was very winnable. Um, and It was. It, like, uh, we sat here uh, a couple of weeks ago after their first win against Carolina. Oh, my
1: gosh. Yeah. And, and we said
0: everything was in front of them. They were 4-4. Four and four. They, They'd come mm-hmm. out of their hardest seven-game stretch and – should have won that Chargers game. Tonight's game definitely not, not a should have won, but they're going in the wrong direction. Again, going back to the quarterback situation, having three winnable games, does that make you more inclined or less inclined to turn the reins over to the rookie?
1: That's a tough one. Uh right? that is a tough yeah. one, but I, I still say I'm 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 inclined just because looking at the display of non quarterbacking that Marcus put out there, you you gotta make a change. Like it, it is malpractice to say, yeah, more of that. We we want more of that. Now it could just be he had the, the Thursday night blues and he just, you know, lost his mind. 'Cause he 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 looked flustered out there. I know part of it yeah. was getting the, the hits and the hurries and the, the, and, the and the weather was
0: was really bad. I mean we should mention yeah. that. It, again, it was a hurricane. I
1: but- mean, our, our guy Koo missed two a field goal. Like, what was that? That that was I we don't a the second that. one. Yeah, I, I had a feeling that things <laughs> were gonna that he was gonna miss. I just it just didn't feel right with the rain and he yeah. like a little jittery beforehand. It was just weird. But you gotta start Ritter. I really hope they make a change. It will bring so much excitement, I think, to the the players as well. Because there are players, yeah, 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 I'm behind Marcus. But in the locker room, that's got to be the interesting thing. There's got to be a little, like, Ritter cam saying, man, I can't wait to see what the rookie can do. Man, I wish we put the rookie in there. And uh, the coach might listen. He just might listen.
0: It's a little bit of a, a longer week. You know, you've got the extended kind of mini buy here. That uh, too. Coming off yeah. the Thursday night game, so that does help. Um, usually as a player, you know, you'd love to come off a, a win on Thursday night. You get that weekend. You get to, you know, maybe scout ahead a little bit. Maybe coach is nice and says, all right, a really light work on Monday or no work at all. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. Like, you get that, that extended break, but I fully expect yeah. the Falcons to be bright and early Monday morning. We're watching film. You know, they're watching film tomorrow. Gotcha. But, but they're hitting it again on Monday. They're getting a self-scouting period in. They're they're doing uh, a whole bunch um, as they need to because things have gone south after starting really promisingly and honestly against much better teams than the Carolina Panthers. Uh, there are some issues really starting to creep up. And, and tonight needs to be attributed to way more than just injuries, than just you know, poor weather. Hey, yeah. Like short week, like that was just a bad game because we've been saying that a little bit lately and no more, you know, this, this was a very, very poor performance. This was just kind of not prepared. Didn't look like they had anything resembling an a game. They didn't have anything resembling a a D game tonight. I mean, it was, it was really bad. So Ovi, before we get out of here, do you have any final thoughts on, um, you know, what was a really forgettable effort, honestly?
1: Um, Free Desmond Ritter. Final thought. <laughs> free him.
0: You going to make the t-shirts or should I make the t-shirts?
1: I mean, they're, they're, they've already been made. People have switched Twitter <laughs> handles. Like, social media is going ablaze with the Desmond Ritter talk. It's always been loud, but now it is deafening. So, Desmond Ritter, if, if not now, then when? Uh, I think now is the time.
0: Calvin Ridley was all about a slide rid. I think I think it's now the Falcons ride rid, you know, and, and they just let Desmond Ritter free and uh, see what they can do. But um, that'll do it, let it for, for <laughs> let it ride, let it ride, let it rid. Um, but that will <laughs> that'll that'll do it for uh, for today's podcast, which was presented as always, by bet online. A big shout out to Jake Matthews for uh, for having the birth of his first child tonight. I wanted to mention that um, before we get out of here. One positive, I guess, before ending the show. Um, we will be back next week to preview the uh, the Chicago Bears matchup, which hopefully goes much differently than uh, than this one did on Thursday night. I was really excited. I was fully expecting to. Talk about how once again, the Falcons have a golden opportunity to get back above 500 instead. Now they've got some work to do to climb out of a hole. And honestly, I think that we are going to put the playoff talks on ice for a little bit here, OB. So we need to yep. tamper down those expectations. Um, but we hope everybody sticks with us. Win, lose, draw um, along the way. And we'll be here for the rest of the season, whether it's good or not. I hope you guys are too. And please let everybody know, where they can find us. Um, but until then, everybody, take care.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe.